Welcome back. Welcome in an emergency episode of Country Roads Confidential here at earsports.com. I am Mike Casaza tagging in Chris Anderson. Chris, as expected, sooner than expected, nevertheless expected. JT Daniels, quarterback, transferring to West Virginia, period. What's the headline here? West Virginia might have their quarterback. They like they legitimately went out and got the best available talent at a, the most important position. And the potential, the potential is there for this to be a little like a season changer. I mean, this is this is big and not just a season changer. It could quite literally like I don't I don't want to overstate things. I know people like to do that when when big news happens. But I mean this quite literally. This could change the fate of Neil Brown's tenure at West Virginia. Am I going too far over the top with that? I would say that you played it right down the middle because that is steep, yet reasonable. Uh, I believe you used the word might have their quarterback. Uh, My headline, website owner inadvertently places the word might in headline. (laughs) This is QB1. It is. It just is. And, And let's be honest, there's three on campus. For now, there will be dominoes. That's collateral damage. The bummer is it's no fault of Garrett Green. Will Crowder, Nico Marchio. College football 2022, and it's been this way for a couple of years. You, you just have to get quarterbacks. You hoard them. I call them Funko Pop Dolls. You, you get a whole bunch of them, and you put them on your shelf, and you, you have the best collection. And that is generally the most popular kid in the block, the most popular team in the league. The best of the best have the best players at the best position, and it begins a quarterback. Um, I just don't think there's any question that that he's coming here because – it's been made very clear to him, if not through his eyes or from his perspective, and certainly with conversations from people that he knows and now trusts very well, that he is going to have every opportunity to start this. And as long as he shows up and doesn't punch teammates or stays healthy, um, he's going to be their quarterback for the first game and then for as long as his arm and his talent will carry him. Which could be more than one year. Yeah. Which is kind of wild to think. I mean, I, mean, I think when people look at quote, grad transfers and transfer quarterbacks and kind of thing. I think a lot of people were assuming this was one year, but because of the whole 2020, his red shirt, all that stuff, he has multiple years left. So it, it could be a situation where he not only helps turn things around this year, but could build on that and really become something special the following year too. Yep. We have a lot of coverage on the website. Uh, Chris, what's up there right now? Because this podcast is one. There's a breaking news story. There are my thoughts on what this means for the program, the player, uh, the players on the roster, the players who aren't even on the roster. We're talking years down the road because this, as you said, is a move that with a splash comes ripples. There will be ripples from this for sure. Um, and then you had some things up your sleeve as well. People who are listening, don't don't X out yet, but you can entertain yourself otherwise. What else do we have? Because this is that big of a move for West Virginia and for Daniels. Well, Daniel's father uh, gave quotes to uh, Tom Loy, who works with us at 24-7 Sports. As I've mentioned before, Tom is very, very tuned in with the quarterback scene. He goes to all of the Elite 11 retreats and the quarterback retreats and, and everything out in California, to Florida, to Texas, everywhere. So he's been tight with the family for a while. And Daniel's father was uh, kind enough to to give us a heads up on on the decision and why he chose WVU. And, and I got those quotes up on the site. But while you and I are sitting here, I'm going to read one to you that I thought was extremely telling. And 
it was the staff impressing upon Daniels how much he could mean to this team. He says, and I quote, this is from uh, Daniels' father, from his meeting with the coaching staff during their visit this past weekend. They took him in, and they have this analytics dude. They have all these ratings for all the players. They said that JT comes in and is like the best quarterback in the Big 12. It takes them from roughly six wins to 10 wins at minimum. That was big. He wants to win a championship, and now they know the Big 12 title is now attainable. That's a lot for me to wrap around my head right now. I'm, I'm hiding under my desk right now. Because, <laughs> like, one, I'm, I want to see these analytics. Like, I'm not saying, because we, we're all on the same page here that a quarterback can swing your season, period. End of story. Yes. If your quarterback is amazing, it will swing your season from six wins to ten. I'm in on that. I want to see the analytics for that 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 come up with this. But also, that's a hell of a lot of pressure to put on a guy. Like, hey, our, liter- our literal season depends on you, and you're not even here yet. And the good news for West Virginia is that Daniels took that as a challenge and something that he wanted to accept. What was your take from all of that I ju- that I just threw out there? Great sell, and and I would say a precision strike because you're going to have to give that guy a pitch at one he hasn't gotten from Oregon State and Missouri. There's no way those are conference championship caliber teams, right? Oregon State probably closer than Missouri, I would guess, but still, uh, if you're third, you got to be different. That's one. Again, that's precision, and it's giving him something that you know he wants. And for a guy who's been in college and has bounced around, and by the way, was on a national championship team last year and clearly didn't have the role that he wanted. That scratches him right behind the ears. You know, that's something that he's going to really like to hear. So that's very good. Uh, I'm wondering now who the analytics dude is. <laughs> and as that's the fact that I don't know. I wonder if it's a person that that's just like a, a secret title. I have a guess. I'll try to figure it out. But maybe that's a secret that they're trying to keep here. Uh, let me bounce this off you, Chris. Uh huh. Just up, down, vote here. JG uh, Daniels above or below the following quarterbacks. Okay. In a ranking. Ready? Yep. Baylor, Bohannon. You want me to do it after each one? Right now, yeah. Okay. Uh, Above. Iowa State, Hunter Deckers. Above. Kansas, Jalen Daniels. I like, man, I love Daniels, but above. Kansas State. Do you know who their quarterback might be? I have no idea. Adrian Martinez. Oh, (laughs) I forgot that he transferred there. Oh, above, above. I, I really liked Martinez coming out of high school, but he's too up and down for me since he got to college. Speaking of Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel, I'm assuming that'll be the case there. Uh, again, that's another guy I really, really like, and I think he could be special. Um, slightly above, maybe. Okay. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders. Oh my God, you're you're killing me with all these quarterbacks. These are all these guys that are way too up and down for me. Um, okay, I'm gonna say above Sanders, and I'm gonna go back and say below Gabriel. Let me take that one back. TCU. Max Dugan slash Chandler Morris. I just don't know who the quarterback's going to be there. But why do I love hate every quarterback in the Big 12? Like, it, it drives me nuts. They're, they all have the potential to be so good, and sometimes they're just so frustratingly bad. Um, above. Okay, Texas. We're going to say Quinn Ewers, right? Yeah. Um, and it's hard, to, it's hard to argue with that pedigree. And it, I mean, Daniels has the same pedigree. Daniels was a five-star Number two pro quarterback. Yours is a five-star number one quarterback. Um, but 
I mean, what little what little Daniels has done so far. I don't mean to belittle what he's done in college so far, but it is like basically one season and a couple partials. Um, maybe that gives him the edge over Ewers right now. Okay. Finally, Texas Tech. I'm assuming Donovan Donovan Smith. Man, wait, is he the best? Co- wow. I mean, Tyler Shook's still there, but Smith just took off last year. And but new offensive coordinator there, so so who knows? New, I mean, new everything there, but who knows? Either way, I get your point here because, yeah, legitimately, he could be the best quarterback in the Big 12. And and given the ups and downs, like any one weekend, he could be the sixth best quarterback or the first. Here's the purpose of the exercise here. We don't have a definitive. Is he one? Is he five? But you would say middle up, right? For sure. Correct. Yes. Swap him with Green, Crowder or Marchio. Is it 10? I mean, it's not bottom half. Is it 10? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the conversation you have and you no longer have to have. And in year four, you cannot have that conversation. You can't have it when you have the offensive line, the evident, um, apparent, reported talent at running back. I would say the, the, the consolidated talent, definitely experience uh, presence, let's say, at receiver. Not a lot of depth there, not a lot of productivity, but guys who can catch it and, and your quarterback's just going to raise their level of play which happens now with Daniels, too. So that's that's kind of what you're talking about here, too. Uh, let me read you a quote here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. However, I did talk to um, Clint Brewster, who's our former college quarterback slash prospect evaluator 24-7. Um, he gave me a bunch of stuff that he, he knows Daniels and knows people that know him. Gave me a bunch of stuff. That's in our story that just has my thoughts on it. But the one I want to point out is that, yeah, uh, he has a lot of the things that work in the Herald offense. But doesn't have a cannon, but has plenty of arm to make the throws at all levels of the field. Great vertical touch and accuracy, and he really understands spacing and timing, which is also critical of the Harrell offense. I think back to things that Harrell said at the very beginning. Um, you don't have to have the biggest arm. You cannot substitute accuracy. He wants to have a vertical touch, which does not mean like the bomber mentality, but if you are going to stretch it, you have to put it in the right spots. Um, again, that's accuracy. And the one thing he kept going over was like timing, footwork, timing, release timing in space and all went back to timing and i don't think clint read that or heard that but he's known enough about harrell for long enough and he's known enough about just the offense from his his perspective as a player a coach's son so on and so forth how important timing and spacing are and the fact that those are our plaudits of daniels um, that that matched up and just me asking him like what do you think of this acquisition you just feel the fit here too i mean yeah he played for him for one year he was not a harrell recruit he was already on campus he played one game with him. He was hurt, so he wasn't really practicing a whole lot after that. But even back then, it was evident. We mentioned this the other day, too. People had a what if about, man, what if those two had been able to stay together? What if he hadn't gotten injured? He played the full season. Who knows? Maybe USC's different. Time is different. Certainly, Daniel's time is different. He's not going to another school twice now. Um, and here they are, a chance to kind of reset the the the, the table here and, and finish things up but for Daniels, but also start things up for Harrell and, and really get this thing going in the right direction for both these individuals at once. It's a great motivation. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and, and again, when speaking with, or not me, but the quotes passed along by Tom Loy, his father mentioned that in passing, that, that, that you know, there was that little bit of a connection with Harrell. But as you noted, it, it wasn't too serious as far as him recruiting him to USC and all that stuff. But I think this just goes along with the reason that Jackson Dart was originally kind of talked about with West Virginia is that these quarterbacks notice Graham Harrell. They they talk to him, they hear about his offense, and they believe in it, and they think they can excel in it. 
And I think that's really the connection there. Not so much that, oh, they're best friends and have known each other for 10 years or anything like that. It's just that he believes in Graham Harrell. He believes in this offense and he believes that he is a good fit for it. Just like you said. Yeah, you want a competent hand right now if you're West Virginia. You want a competent hand right now if you're JT Daniels. You're this far down the road. I'm not saying that the end is near for him, but you have finite time in college. He's got a little bit more than expected, probably a little bit more than he ever wanted. He has to, never mind wants, to get it right here. It's a big, big deal for Daniels. So let's go over this to close, Chris. Um, Neil Brown has his his moment of crisis at the bowl game. They have the big roundtable meeting. They agree that changes have to be made. He gets Harrell. Harrell gets a quarterback. I don't know how this offseason isn't a win right now. There's been a lot of negatives, right? I mean, a lot of transfers. You have to kind of tilt your head and squint a little bit to make sure that the picture looks better or that what you're hearing about how this could be good overall actually is good. But the things they had to get done, they got done. And granted, they did not have to lose players. That happened. It happens. You don't see acquisitions like this happen everywhere. A, a tandem like this separated over time, but also the in tandem renowned offensive coordinator that has to fix an offense quarterback who can do what is supposed to be done right away. This, this just covers up a lot of the blemishes of the off season. Again, like it's, if you're going to go win or loss in the off season, cause it's a win or loss game, it just feels like a win now. Yeah. It's good there. I think you look at, you look at the guys that they brought in, especially now that you had Daniels and you could argue that, you know, West Virginia upgraded at quarterback. They upgraded at, that tight end, that blocking tight end spot in by adding Palende. Uh, they might have upgraded at one of the defensive back spots with Marcus Floyd. I mean, he he was an All-American in FCS. We'll see if he kind of pans out the same way Charles Woods does. Uh, they upgraded with kickoff with Parker Grothaus with his miracle spring enrollment. Um, and you keep going on down the line here. Uh, who else did they add? I mean, I know Psyche Lott, and that's, that's filling depth there with four years. Jasir Cox, that might be an upgraded spear even. Um, especially towards the end of the year where, where you know, St. McLeod played well, but he was still a freshman trying to fill in for those last four games. So all of the guys that West Virginia has brought in, I feel like are upgrades. Yes, they lost a lot too. Like there's no, there's no doubting that. But the handful of guys they brought in have been upgrades. And if they can continue that with their final four spots, then things might just be all right. And, you know, we'll go back to that conversation you and I had on a pod 27 pods ago about this is this is up and down like it's a waves like a depending on when you check in on the transfer portal in west virginia at some point they were major winners like that was around christmas time then they were major losers and now they've added a couple pieces and you're thinking well are they are they winners again so it's kind of going back and forth and and you really have to wait and see the full picture at the end because west virginia is trending in the right direction and we'll learn a lot about the players and the coaching and the projections of each right now because, listen, they want it to be good. A lot of things had to go right. We agree. They've gotten a lot of things in position. It's it's up to players and coaches now. You have the pieces on the board. you got to move them, and you got to put opponents in bad position, and you got to put pressure on the other team. If they think they have it and they want to be good, we'll see. We're going to learn a lot about this team, and maybe not sooner than later, but it won't be long in that regular season before we know how good they are. Only one way to find out. Stay tuned. Bookmark it, subscribe, earsports.com. Until next time, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you later.